we present Dashiell Hammett's The Maltese Falcon, dramatised by Michael Bakewell. In the role of Sam Spade, Tom Wilkinson, Bridget O'Shaughnessy, Jane Lapotere, Mr Gutman, Peter Vaughan, and as Joel Cairo, Nicholas Grace. San Francisco, 1928. Thought you'd like a cup of coffee. Thank you, sweetheart. Put it down, will you? What are you reading? Celebrated Criminal Cases of America. In default of anything coming my way. Anything new? Ah, oh, no, Sam. No missing husbands or unfaithful wives who need tailing? Well, you should be grateful for that, at least. <laughs> where is Miles, anyway? Oh, he went out a couple of hours ago. Didn't say where he was going. Oh, I expect that's him now. <sighs> There's a girl wants to see you. Her name's Wonderly. Customer? Guess so. You'll want to see her anyway. She's a knockout. Oh, sure in, darling. Sure in. Will you come in, Miss Wonderly? Oh, thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Uh, won't you sit down, Miss Wonderly? Thank you. Now, what can I do for you? Mr. Spade, could you... I thought... Well, that is... If... I suppose you tell me about it from the beginning, and then we'll know what needs doing. Begin as far back as you can. Oh, that was in New York. Yes. I don't know where she met him. I mean, I don't know where in New York. She's five years younger than I am, only 17, and we didn't have the same friends. I don't suppose we've ever been as close as sisters should be. Mama and Papa are in Europe. It will kill them. I've got to get her back before they come home. Yes. And they're coming home on the first of the month. I didn't know what she had done until her letters came. There wasn't anyone I could go to for advice. I didn't know what to do. I mean, what could I do? But then her letter came. Yes, and I sent her a telegram to general delivery at the post office here. I waited a whole week, but no answer came. So I came to San Francisco to get her. I wrote her I was coming. I shouldn't have done that, should I? Maybe not. It's not always easy to know what to do. You haven't found her? No, I haven't. I wrote her that I would go to the St. Mark, and I begged her to come and let me talk to her, even if she didn't intend to go home with me. But she didn't come. She didn't even send a message. It was horrible. I wrote her another letter to General Delivery, and yesterday afternoon I went to the post office. I stayed there until after dark, but I didn't see her. I went there again this morning, and I saw... Floyd Thursby. He wouldn't tell me where Corrine was. He wouldn't tell me anything except that she was well and happy, but that's what he'd tell me anyway, isn't it? Sure, but it might be true. He wouldn't take me to see her. He said she didn't want to see me. I can't believe that. He promised to tell her he had seen me and to bring her to see me if she would come this evening at the hotel. He promised to come himself if she wouldn't. He said... Oh, uh, excuse me, I didn't realize... It's all right, Miles, you... come in. Miss Wonderly, this is Miles Archer, my partner. Miss Wonderly? Hello. Miss Wonderly's sister ran away from New York with a fellow named Floyd Thursby. They're here in town. 
Miss Wonderly has seen Thursby and has a date with him tonight. Maybe he'll bring the sister with him. The chances are he won't. Miss Wonderly wants us to find the sister and get her away from him and back home, right? Yes, that's right, Mr. Spade. Oh, uh, well, we're always happy to help a lady in distress, aren't we, Sam? We shouldn't have any trouble with it. It's simply a matter of having a man at the hotel this evening to shadow him away when he leaves and shadow him until he leads us to your sister. Yeah, we can manage that for you, Miss Wonderly. Oh, oh, but you must be careful. He's a dangerous man. I honestly don't think he'd stop at anything. I don't believe he'd hesitate to... to kill Kareen if he thought it would save him. You're sure he hasn't married her? Oh, he has a wife and three children in England. Oh, they usually do. Though uh, not always in England. What does he do for a living? I, I don't know. I haven't the faintest idea. What time is he coming to see you? Oh, after 8 o'clock. All right, Miss Wonderly, we'll have a man there. It'll help if you could but meet... Mr. Spade, could you, uh, or Mr. Archer, could either of you look after it personally? I, I mean, I don't mean that the man you'd send wouldn't be capable, but... Oh, I'm so afraid of what might happen to Kareen. Could you? Um, I'd expect to be charged, of course. Um, two hundred dollars. Would that be enough? Yeah, it would. <laughs> and I'll look after it myself. Oh, would you, Mr. Archer? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Spade. Not at all. Uh, it'll help some if you either meet Thursby downstairs or let yourself be seen in the lobby with him at some stage. I will. And don't look out for me. <laughs> I'll see you all right. Thank you, Mr. Archer. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, uh, Miss Wonderly. Goodbye. Uh, Effie, will you show Miss Wonderly out? Sure. Mm, $200. Uh, they're right enough. And they had brothers in a bag. Well, don't dynamite her too much. What do you think of her? Mmm, sweet. <laughs> You're telling me not to dynamite her. Maybe you saw her first, Sam, but I spoke first. Well, you'll play hell with her, you will. You got brains. But go easy on her. Yeah, Spade. What about Miles? Burt Street. Where the hell's that? Off Bush Street. Sure, I know it. It'll take me 15 minutes. Five minutes after two. Stop right there. What do you want? Sam Spade. Tom Polehouse phoned me. Sure you are. I didn't know you at first. They're back there. Bad business. Yeah. Hello, Sam. You didn't waste any time. Hello, Tom. I figured you'd want to see Miles before we took him away. Where is he? He's down there on the boulder. The shot must have knocked him right through the fence. He took a stretch of it with him. Is that the gun? Uh-huh, a Webley. English, ain't it? Yeah, a Webley Fosberg automatic revolver. They don't make them anymore. How many gone out of it? One pill. He must have been dead when he cracked the fence. And he was standing just about where you are now. Right. With his back to the fence. Yeah, that's right. 
The man that shot him stood about here and lets him have it. Miles goes back, taking the top off the fence and going on through and down till the rock catches him right. That's it. The blast burned his coat. Who found him? The man on the beach, Shilling. He was coming down Bush, and just as he got here, a car turning through headlights up here, and he saw the top was off the fence. So he came up to look at it, found Miles. What about the car that was turning round? Not a damn thing about it, Sam. Schilling didn't pay any attention to it, not knowing that anything was wrong then. He says nobody didn't come out of here while he was coming down from Powell, or he'd have seen them. The fog's got the ground soggy, and the only marks are where Miles slid down and where this here gun rolled. Anybody hear the shot? Oh, for the love of God, Sam, we only just got here. You coming down for a look at Archer before we move him? No. Are you sure? You've seen him. You'd see everything I could. His gun was tucked away on his hip, hadn't been fired, his overcoat was buttoned. There's 161 bucks in his clothes. Was he working, Sam? Yeah, he was. Well? He was supposed to be tailing a fellow named Floyd Thursby. What for? What for? Uh, he was an Englishman, maybe. I don't know what his game was exactly. We were trying to find out where he lived. Look, don't crowd me, Tom. I'm going to break the news now to Miles' wife. It's tough him getting it like that. Miles had his fault, same as the rest of us, but I guess he must have had his good points, too. <laughs> I guess so. Good night, Tom. Uh-huh. Effie, now listen. Miles has been shot... Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, now, don't get excited. Yeah. You'll have to break it to Ivor. No, I'm damned if I will. You'll have to do it. That's a good girl. And tell her to keep away from the office. Tell her I'll be round to see her, but don't tie me to anything. That's the stuff. You're an angel. Bye. God's sake, Tom, it's 4.30. Just you let us in, Sam. I see you brought your keeper with you. Hello, Dundee. Hello, Spade. Well, you better come in. Take a seat. I'm drinking Bacardi. That do? That'll be fine, Sam. Success to crime. Sam, did you break the news to Miles' wife? Uh-huh. How did she take it? I don't know anything about women, Tom. <laughs> the hell you don't. What kind of a gun do you carry, Spade? I don't carry a gun. I don't like them very much. Of course, there are some in the office. I'd like to see one of them. You happen to have one here? No. You sure of that? Look around. Turn the dump upside down if you want. I won't squawk if you got a warrant. Oh, Sam, what the hell? What do you want, Dundee? Talk turkey. Who the hell do you think you are coming in here in the middle of the night and trying to rope me? All right, sit down and listen. I'll sit or stand as I damn well please. I've warned you your foot was going to slip one of these days. Everybody's foot slips sometimes. And this is yours. I don't like this, Dundee. What are you sucking around for? Tell me or get out and let me go to bed. Who's Thursby? I told Tom all I knew. You told Tom damn little. I knew damn little. Why were you tailing him? I wasn't. Miles was, for the swell reason that we had a client who was paying good United States money to have him tanked. Who's the client? You know, I can't tell you that until I've talked it over with the client. You'll tell it to me or you'll tell it in court. This is murder and don't forget I'll it. I'll tell it or not as I damn well please. Oh, be reasonable, Sam. How can we turn away anything on Miles' killing if you won't give us what you've got? You needn't get a headache over that. I'll bury my dead. I thought you would. That's just exactly why we came to see you, isn't it, Tom? That's itching your boyfriend now. Just this. 
Thursby was shot down in front of his hotel just 35 minutes after you left Burrett Street. Take your goddamn paws off. Tom says you were in too much of a hurry to even stop for a look at your partner. And you didn't go to Archer's house to tell his wife. We called up, and that girl in your office was there, and she said you sent her. Okay, I give you ten minutes to get to a phone and do your talking to the girl. I give you ten minutes to get to Thursby's hotel. You could do it easy in that time. And that gives you ten or fifteen minutes of waiting before he showed up. So, what time did you get home? Twenty minutes to four. I walked around thinking things over. Where did you do your walking? Out Bush Street way and back. Did you see anybody? No, no, no witnesses. (laughs) Ah, sit down, Dundee. You haven't finished your drink. Get your glass, Tom. No thanks, Sam. I'm sorry I got on my hind legs, but you birds coming in and trying to put the works on me made me nervous. Having Miles knocked off bothered me. That's all right. Now I know what you're up to. Forget it. Thursby die? Yeah. Tell me, uh, how did I kill him? I forget. He was shot four times in the back with a forty-four or a forty-five from across the street when he was going into the hotel. Nobody saw it. But that's the way it figures. And he was wearing a Luger in a shoulder holster. It hadn't been fired. What did the hotel people know about him? Nothing, except that he'd been there a week. Alone? Alone. What did you find on him or in his room? What do you think we'd find? Something to tell you who he was, what his store was. We thought you could tell us that. I've never seen Thursby, dead or alive. We've asked what we came to ask. We've told you more than you've told us. You know me, Spade. If you're dead or you didn't kill him, you'll get a square deal out of me. I don't know that I blame you a hell of a lot, but that wouldn't keep me from nailing you. Fair enough. But I'd feel a whole lot better about it if you drink your drink. Morning, sweetheart. What's eating you? She's in there. Iva? I'm afraid so. I thought I asked you to keep her away. You asked, but you didn't tell me how. Oh, don't be cranky, Sam. I had her all night. I'm sorry, Angel. I haven't had much sleep either. And I've drawn a blank with the Wonderly Woman. She's checked out of her hotel. She left a forwarding address. The Ambassador, Los Angeles. You might give it a try. You never know. I will, Sam. Well, here we go. Hello, Iva. Sam! I must talk to you. I know, I know. (laughs) Poor darling. Look, I don't have much time. Oh, Sam, did you kill him? And who put that bright idea into your head? I thought it was possible. Be kind to me, Sam. (laughs) You killed my husband, Sam. Be kind to me. Jesus Christ. Now, Iva, don't. You shouldn't have come here today, precious. It wasn't wise. You can't stay. You ought to be home. You'll come tonight? Not tonight. Soon? Yeah. How soon? As soon as I can. Uh, Goodbye, Iva. Did you kill him? Jesus Christ. Well, how did you and the widow make out? She thinks I shot Miles. So you could marry her? The police think I shot Thursby. Who's he? Who do you think I shot? Uh, The guy Miles was supposed to be tailing. Did you try the ambassador? Yes, they have no reservation for Miss Wonderly. Are you going to marry Iva? Don't be silly. She doesn't think it's silly. Why should she, the way you played around with her? I wish to God I'd never seen her. Oh, maybe you do now, but there was a time. I never know what to do or say to women except that way. And then I didn't like Miles. Do you suppose she could have shot him? 
<laughs> You're an angel. A scatterbrained angel. Oh, am I? Well, suppose I told you that your Iva hadn't been home many minutes when I arrived to break the news at three o'clock this morning? Are you telling me? She kept me waiting at the door while she undressed. I saw her clothes where she dumped them on a chair. Her singlet was still warm. You're a detective, darling, but she didn't kill him. Oh, that louse wants to marry you, Sam. Did you see her last night, Sam? No. Honestly? Honestly. Don't act like Dundee, sweetheart. Look at me, Sam. <laughs> oh, you worry me. You always think you know what you're doing, but you're too slick for your own good, and someday you're going to find that out. <laughs> I'll get it. Spade. It's about time. Where are you? The coronet, 1001. It, what did he say? LeBlanc. I'll be right over. That was our Miss Wonderly, or LeBlanc, as she now calls herself. Oh, have the spade and archer taken off the door and Samuel Spade put on. Don't you think it's a bit soon? That's the way it is, dear. Good morning. Come in, Mr. Spade. I'm sorry everything is in such a mess. I haven't finished unpacking. Oh, please, sit down. So? Mr. Spade, I've a terrible, terrible confession to make. The story I told you yesterday was all a story. All that. We didn't exactly believe your story. You didn't? Then why we did We believed you... your $200. I don't know what you mean. I mean that you paid us more than if you'd been telling the truth. And even now you'd still be willing to help me? That depends. The hell of it is, Miss... Is your name Wonderly or LeBlanc? It's really O'Shaughnessy. Bridget O'Shaughnessy. The hell of it is, Miss O'Shaughnessy, that a couple of murders coming together like this makes the police all stirred up, makes everybody hard to handle and expensive. Mr. Spade, tell me the truth. Am I to blame for last night? Not unless there are things I don't know about. You warned us that Thursby was dangerous. Thank you. But I'll always blame myself. Mr. Archer was so alive There's yesterday, There's no time so... for worrying about that now. Out there, a flock of policemen and district attorneys are running around with their noses to the ground. What do you want to do? I want you to save me from... from it all. Mr. Spade, do they know about me? Not yet. That's why I've been stalling them till I could see you. But must they know about me at all? I think I'd rather die than that, Mr. Spade. I can't explain now, but can't you somehow manage so that you can shield me from them? So I won't have to answer their questions? Maybe, but I'll have to know what it's all about. I haven't lived a good life. I've been bad. Worse than you could know. But I'm not all bad. Look at me, Mr. Spade. You know I'm not all bad, don't you? Then can't you trust me a little? I've got nobody to help me if you want to help me. I know I've no right to ask you to trust me if I won't trust you. But I can't tell you. I don't mean I don't trust you, but... I trusted Floyd, and 
I've nobody else, Mr. Spade. If I hadn't believed you could save me, I would have run away instead of sending for you. If I thought anyone else could save me, would I be down on my knees like this? Be generous, Mr. Spade. Don't ask me to be fair. I've no right to ask you to help me blindly, but I do. You can help me. Help me. You won't need much of anybody's help. You're good. You're very good. It's chiefly your eyes, I think, and the throb you get into your voice when you say things like, Be generous, Mr. Spade. I deserve that. I deserve it, but... Oh, I did want your help so much. And the lie was in the way I said it. Not at all in what I said. It's my own fault if you can't believe me now. Now you're dangerous. Then you won't help me. What happened last night? Floyd came to my hotel at nine o'clock, and we went out for a walk. I suggested that so Mr. Archer could see him. We stopped at a restaurant in Geary Street, I think it was, for supper and to dance, and came back to the hotel at about well, half past twelve. Floyd left me at the door, and I stood inside and watched Mr. Archer follow him down the street on the other side. Do you know what they'd be doing in the neighborhood of Bush and Stockton, where Archer was shot? Isn't that where Floyd lived? No, it was nearly a dozen blocks out of his way. What did you do after they'd gone? I went to bed. And this morning, when I went out to breakfast, I saw the headlines in the papers. I hired an automobile and went back to the hotel for my luggage. After I found my room had been searched yesterday, I knew I would have to move, and I had found a place yesterday afternoon, so I came up here, and then I telephoned your office. Your room at the St. Mark was searched? Yes, while I was at your office. I didn't mean to tell you that. That means I'm not supposed to question you about it. I'm afraid so. I've got nothing against trusting you blindly, except that I won't be able to do you much good if I haven't got some idea of what this is all about. For instance, I've got to have some sort of line on your Floyd Thursby. I met him in the Orient. We came here from Hong Kong last week. He had promised to help me. He took advantage of my helplessness and dependence on him to betray me. Betray you? How? Why did you want him shadowed? I wanted to find out where he was staying. Wanted to find out what he was doing, whom he was meeting, things like that. Did he kill Archer? Yes, certainly. He had a Luger in his shoulder holster. Archer wasn't shot with a Luger. He had a revolver in his overcoat pocket. You saw it? Oh, I've seen it often. I didn't see it last night, but I know he never wears an overcoat without it. Why all the guns? Well, he lived by them. There was a story in Hong Kong that he had come out there to the Orient as bodyguard to a gambler who had to leave the States, and that the gambler had since uh, disappeared, I don't know. I do know that he always went heavily armed, and that he never went to sleep without covering the floor around his bed with crumpled newspaper so nobody could come silently into his room. You picked a nice sort of playmate. How bad a hole are you actually in? As bad as could be. Physical danger. I'm not heroic, Mr. Spade. I don't think there's anything worse than death. Then it's that. It's that as soon as I'm sitting here, unless you help me. I'm not God. I can't work miracles out of thin air. Who killed Thursday? I don't know. But how was he supposed to be helping you? Why did you bring him here from Hong Kong? 
Ah, oh, this is hopeless. I can't do anything for you. I don't know what you want. I don't even I don't even know if you know what you want. It's no use. You won't go to the police. Go to them. They've been running me ragged since four o'clock this morning. I've made myself God knows how much trouble standing them off. For what? For some crazy notion that I could help you. Well, I'll tell them what I know, and you'll have to take your chances. It is hopeless and useless, I suppose. I'll have to take my chances. How much money have you got? I've got about $500 left. Give it to me. There's only 400 here. I have to keep some to live on. Can't you get any more? No. You must have something you can raise money on. I've got some rings, a little jewelry. You'll have to hawk them. The remedial's the best place, Mission and Fifth. Then here's the rest. It's all I have. Thanks. I'm going out to see what I can do for you. I'll be back as soon as I can with the best news I can manage. I'll ring four times. Long, short, long, short. You needn't go to the door with me. I can let myself out. Uh, I've got Mr. Wise on the line for you, Sam. Thank you, sweetheart. Sid. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to tell a coroner to go to hell. Can I hide behind the sanctity of my client's secrets and whatnot? Uh-huh. Good. I'll let you have the details. Dundee's getting snotty, and maybe it is a little thick this time. Uh, there's a man wants to see you. Here's his card. Joel Cairo. Shepra. This guy is queer. Oh, in with it, then, darling. Okay. Uh, Mr. Cairo? Thank you. Uh, sit down, Mr. Cairo. Thank you. What can I do for you, Mr. Cairo? May a stranger offer condolences for your partner's unfortunate death? Thanks. May I ask, Mr. Spade, if there was, as the newspapers inferred, a certain... Uh, a relationship between that unfortunate happening and the death a little later of the man Thursby. I beg your pardon, Mr. Spade. More than idle curiosity made me ask that. I am trying to recover an ornament that has been, uh, shall we say, mislaid. I thought and hoped that you could assist me. Uh-huh. The ornament is a statuette, the black figure of a bird... I am prepared to pay on behalf of the figure's rightful owner the sum of $5,000 for its recovery. $5,000 is a lot of money. Come in. Uh, is there anything else? No, uh, good night. Uh, lock the door when you go out, will you? Sure. Good night. Good night. You will please clasp your hands together at the back of your neck. I intend to search your offices, Mr. Spade. I warn you that if you attempt to prevent me, I shall certainly shoot you. Go ahead. I shall first have to make sure that you are not armed. As you wish. You still got a lot to learn. Let's see what you got on you. Wallet containing... Three hundred dollars and five pounds. Greek passport. Yeah. A page of Hotel Belvedere writing paper with my name and apartment address. Oh. Oh. You feeling better? 
Oh, I could have shot you, Mr. Spade. You could have tried. I did not try. I know. Then why did you strike me after I was disarmed? Sorry, but imagine my embarrassment when I found that $5,000 offer was just hooey. You are mistaken, Mr. Spade. That was and is a genuine offer. What the hell? I am prepared to pay $5,000 for the figure's return. You have it? No. Well, if it is not here, why should you have risked serious injury to prevent my searching for it? I should sit around and let people come in and stick me up? You got my apartment address. You been there yet? Yes, Mr. Spade. I'm ready to spend $5,000 for the figure's return. But surely it is natural that I should try first to spare the owner that expense if possible. Who is he? You will have to forgive me for not answering that question. Will I? If you wish some expression of my sincerity, I could offer a retainer. Would that serve? It might. You will take, say, a hundred dollars? I'll take two hundred. Here's your wallet back. Oh. Your first guess was that I had the bird. There's nothing in that. What's your second? That you know where it is. Or if not exactly that, you know it is where you can get it. What sort of proof can you give me that your man is the owner? Very little, unfortunately. But nobody else can give you any authentic evidence of ownership at all. It might be better all around if we put our cards on the table. I do not think it would be better. Right. So you're not hiring me to do any murders or burglaries for you, but simply to get the blackbird, if possible, in an honest and lawful way. If possible. And in any event, with discretion. I confidently expect the greatest mutual benefit from our association, Mr. Spade. May I have my pistol? Sure, I'd forgotten it here. You will please keep your hands on the top of the desk. I intend to search your offices. I'll be damned. All right, go ahead. I won't stop you. Mr. Spade, do you bring me good news? Let me take your coat. We won't have to make anything public that hasn't already been made public. The police won't have to know about me? No. However did you manage it? Most things in San Francisco can be bought or taken. And you won't get into trouble. Oh, do sit down. I don't mind a reasonable amount of trouble. You aren't exactly the sort of person you pretend to be, are you? I'm not sure I know what you mean. Schoolgirl manner, stammering and blushing and all that. I told you this afternoon that I've been bad. Worse than you could know. That's what I mean. You told me this afternoon in the same words, same tone. It's a speech you've practiced. Very well, then, Mr. Spade. I'm not at all the sort of person I pretend to be. I'm uh, 80 years old, incredibly wicked, and an iron molder by trade. <laughs> but if it's a pose, it's one I've grown into... So you won't expect me to drop it entirely, will you? Oh, it's all right. Only it wouldn't be all right if you actually were that innocent. We'd never get anywhere. I won't be innocent. I saw Joel Cairo tonight. You know him? I saw him tonight. Ooh. It's chilly. I'll put another log on the fire. Um... 
cigarette? You're good. You're very good. What did he say? About what? About me. Nothing. Well, what did he say? He offered me $5,000 for the black bird. Now, you're not going to go around making up the fire and straightening the room again, are you? <laughs> oh, I won't. What did you say? $5,000 is a lot of money. Oh, surely you're not really considering it. Mr. Spade, you promised to help me. I trusted you. You can't Don't just... let's try to figure out how much you've trusted me. I promised to help you, sure, but you didn't say anything about any black bird. But you won't. You can't treat me like that. $5,000 is a lot of money. It is far more than I could ever offer you. If I must bid for your loyalty. <laughs> That's good, coming from you. What have you given me besides money? Have you given me any of the truth? Any help in helping you? If I'm peddling my loyalty, why shouldn't I let it go to the highest bidder? I've given you all the money I have. Without your help, I'm utterly lost. What else is there? Can I buy you with my body? I'll think it over. Christ, there's no sense in this. I don't care what kind of tricks you're up to, but I gotta have something to show me that you know what you're doing. Can't you trust me just a little longer? How much is a little? And what are you waiting for? I must talk to Joel Cairo. You can see him tonight. We can get him on the phone at the Belvedere. He can't come here. I can't let him know where I am. I'm afraid. My place. Do you think he'd go there? He'd go. All right. Shall we go now? It's him. There's a boy out there watching the house, Mr. Spade. What am I to understand from that? Huh? I came here in good faith with no thought of tricks or traps. You were asked in good faith, but I ought to have guessed he'd have showed up. Where is he? Outside, in the shop doorway. What's the matter? Oh. A kid who's been trying to tail me around town all evening. Cairo thought I put him there. Oh, come in. There's no use standing here talking to all the neighbors. This boy, did he follow you to my apartment? No, I shook him off before that. And I suppose he came back here to try to pick me up again. I am delighted to see you again, Miss O'Shaughnessy. I was sure you would be, Joe. Sam told me about your offer for the Falcon. How soon can you have the money ready? It is ready. In cash? I can be quite prepared to give you this money at, uh, say, half past ten in the morning. Would that suit you? But I haven't got the Falcon. Then why would I'll you... have it in a week at the most, though. Where is it? Where Floyd hid it. And you know where that is? I think I do. Then why must we wait a week? Well, perhaps not a whole week. Whom are you buying it for, Joe? I told Mr. Spate. For its owner. So, you went back to him. Naturally, I did. I should have liked to have seen that. Exactly what happened to Floyd? Gee. I see. Is he here? I don't know. What difference does it make? It might make a world of difference to, uh, let us say, to Mr. Spate. Or me. Or you. Exactly. And shall we say more certainly, the boy outside. <laughs> 
Yes, unless he's the one you had in Constantinople. The one you couldn't make. Oh! Oh! Stop that, Cairo. And drop the gun. I get it. This is the second time you've put your hands on me. Yeah, and when you're slapped, you'll take it and like it. Who is it? How should I know? Keep quiet. I'll go see what it's all about. Hello, Sam. We thought you wouldn't have gone to bed yet. I want to talk to you, Spade. Well, go ahead and talk. We don't have to do it standing here, do we? You can't come in. It would pay you to play along with a spade. You got away with plenty, but you can't keep it up forever. Stop me when you can. That's what I'll do. There's talk going around that you and Archer's wife were cheating on him. That sounds like something you thought up yourself. The talk is. That's why he was put on the spot. You oughtn't to try to pin more than one murder on me at a time. Your first idea that I knocked Thursby off because he killed Miles falls apart if you blame me for killing Miles, too. You haven't heard me say that you killed anybody. You're the one that keeps bringing that up. I hope you got something better to do besides pop in here early every morning and ask me damn fool questions. And get damn lying answers. Take it easy. If you say there's nothing between you and Archer's wife, you're a liar. And I'm telling you so. <laughs> Is that the hot tip that brought you here at this ungodly hour of the night? That was one of them. And the others? Let us in. No chance. All right, Spade. We'll be on to see you now and then. Maybe you're right in bucking us. Think it over. I guess we're going in. I guess you are. Please, help! All right, fairy, drop the gun. What are you up to? She scratched my face. Look at it. Did you do that? I had to. I was all alone in here with him when he attacked me. I couldn't make myself shoot him. You dirty, filthy liar. She's lying awfully. I came here in good faith. I was attacked by both of them. And when you came, he went out to talk to you, leaving her here with this pistol. And then she said they were going to kill me after you left. And I called for help so you wouldn't leave me here to be murdered. And then she struck me with a pistol. Now let's get this straight. What are you doing here? He sent for me. He called me on the telephone and asked me to come here. What did he want you for? He said he wanted to... They wanted to see me. I don't know what about. Well, what happened then? They they attacked me. She struck me first, and then he choked me and took the pistol out of my pocket. I don't know what they would have done if you hadn't arrived. Why don't you make him tell the truth? Oh! Hey, none of that now. She's impulsive. Yep. What do you want us to think the truth is? Not what he said. Not anything he said. Spade. Don't look at me. I was out in the kitchen mixing an omelet when it happened. Well, Tom, I don't think we'll go wrong pulling them all in. Don't be in a hurry. Everything can be explained. I'll bet. Miss O'Shaughnessy, may I present Lieutenant Dundee and Detective Sergeant Polehouse. Miss O'Shaughnessy is an operative in my employ. That's not true. I hired her recently. Uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. This is Mr. Joel Cairo, a friend, an acquaintance, at any rate, of Thursby's. He came to me this afternoon and tried to hire me to find something Thursby was supposed to have on him when he was bumped off. It looked funny the way he put it to me, so I wouldn't touch it. Anyway, after talking it over with Miss O'Shaughnessy, I thought maybe we might get something out of him about Miles and Thursby's killing, so I asked him to come up here. Maybe we put the questions to him a little rough, but he wasn't hurt any. Well, what are you going to say to that? I don't know what I should say. Try telling the facts. The facts? Quit stalling. All you gotta do is swear a complaint that they took a poke at you. Go ahead, Cairo. Tell him you'll do it, then we'll swear to one against you, and he'll have the lot of us. That's enough. Get your hats. 
Well, boys and girls, we put it over nicely. Get your hats. Don't you know when you're being kidded? Huh? I dare you to take us in, Dundee. We'll laugh at you in every newspaper in San Francisco. When the bell rang, I said, it's those damn bulls again. They're getting to be a nuisance. Let's play a joke on them. When you hear them going, one of you start to scream, and we'll see how far we can string it along. Cut it out, Sam. Where did the cut on his head and mouth come from? Ask him. Maybe he cut himself shaving. I fell. We were pretending to struggle for the pistol. Horse feathers. Oh, you can't get away with that. You belch for help and you gotta take it. No, sir. It was a joke. I'll take you along for packing a gun anyway. Don't be a sap, Dundee. It's part of the plant. It's one of mine. Too bad it's only a thirty-two, or you could find it was one that Thursby and Miles were shot with. You bastard. Why, you... Just try. Just try. No, Sam, for God's sake. Get him out of here, quick. I've had enough of this. Now, take it easy, Sam. Is that all, Lieutenant? I'm going to, if Mr. Spade will be kind enough to give me my coat. So, it was all in fun. But you're afraid to be left here with them. Uh, no, not at all. But it's uh, quite late, and uh, I'm going. I hope to God you know what you're doing, Sam. You're absolutely the wildest person I've ever met. Do you always carry on so high-handed? I let him hit me, didn't I? Oh, yes, but a police official... It wasn't that. It was that in losing his head and slugging me, he overplayed his hand. Well, you've had your talk with Cairo, now you can talk to me. Well, I'm listening. Oh, just look at the time. Oh, it's been a busy evening. I must go. This is terrible. Not until you've told me about it. Besides, there's the kid outside. Let's talk. You're the most insistent person. What's this bird, this falcon that everyone seems so steamed up about? Oh, I'm so tired of it. And I do hate having to talk about it. Wouldn't it be just as well to wait and let you learn about it? I don't know. My way of learning is to heave a monkey wrench into the machinery. It's all right with me if you're sure none of the flying pieces will hit you. I'm afraid of you. And that's the truth. That's not the truth. It is? I know two men I'm afraid of, and I've seen both of them tonight. I can understand you being afraid of Cairo. He's out of your reach. And you aren't? Not in that way. It's a black figure, as you know. Smooth and shiny, of a bird, a hawk or a falcon, about a foot high. What makes it so important? I don't know. They'd never tell me. They promised me 500 pounds if I helped them. Helped them how? Helped them to get it from the man who had it. A Russian named uh, Kamadov. This was in Constantinople? In Mamora. Go ahead. What happened then? Well, that's all. We found that Cairo meant to desert us, taking the falcon with him. So we did exactly that to him first. But then I wasn't any better off than I had been before. Because Floyd hadn't any intention of paying me. He said we would go on to New York, where he would sell it and give me my share. But I could see he wasn't telling me the truth. And that's why I came to you to help me to learn where the Falcon was. And suppose you'd got it. What then? Then I'd have been in a position to talk terms. What makes it worth all the money? What's it made of? Porcelain or black stone, I don't know. I've only seen it once for a few minutes. Floyd showed it to me when we first got a hold of it. You are a liar. I am a liar. I've always been a liar. Don't brag about it. It's childish. Was there any truth at all in that yarn? Some. How much? Not very much. Well, we've got all night. 
I'll put some more brandy and some more coffee and we'll try again. Oh, I'm so tired. So tired of it all. Of myself. Of lying and thinking up lies. And of not knowing what is a lie and what truth. I wish I... Kiss me. Uh, Mr. Joe Cairo in room 635? No, sir. He's not in the hotel. Any idea what time he left? He didn't return last night, sir. I see. Sorry, I can't help you any further. That's all right. I just spotted somebody who can. You're welcome. Where is he? What? Where is he? Who? The fairy. What do you think you're doing, Jack? Don't pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. You've been tailing me all over town. Shove off. You'll have to talk to me before you're through, Sonny. Some of you will. And you can tell, gee, I said so. You keep asking for it, you're gonna get it. I told you to shove off. Now shove off. People lose teeth talking like that. Now you just be a good boy and run along to G and tell him what I said. I won't forget you, Spade. Ah. Yes, Mr. Cairo. Uh, there was a man looking for you. Oh, morning, Cairo. What happened to you? Your suit looks like you slept in it. Good morning, Mr. Spade. Let's go someplace we can talk. Uh, you will please excuse me, Mr. Spade. Our conversations in private have not been such that I am anxious to continue them. Uh, pardon me speaking bluntly, but it is the truth. You mean last night? What else in hell could I do? I thought you'd see that. If you pick a fight with Miss O'Shaughnessy or let her pick one with you, I gotta throw in with her. I don't know where that damn bird is. You don't either. She does. How in the hell are we gonna get it if I don't play along with her? You have always, I must say, a smooth explanation ready. What do you want me to do, Cairo? Learn to stutter? Let's go over there. We can talk quietly. Huh. Now, tell me what happened. Did Dundee take you down to the hall? Yes. How long did they work on you? Until a little while ago, and very much against my will. I shall certainly take the matter up with the Consulate General of Greece, and with an attorney. Go ahead and see what it gets you. What did you let the police shake out of you? Not a single word, Mr. Spade. I adhered to the course you indicated earlier in your rooms, though I certainly wished you had devised a more reasonable story. I felt decidedly ridiculous repeating it. Sure, but it's goofiness is what makes it good. You sure you didn't give them anything? You may rely upon it, Mr. Spade. I did not. You'll be hearing from Dundee again. Stay dummied up on him and you'll be all right. And don't worry about the story's goofiness. A sensible one would have had us all in the cooler. Ah, you may be right. And now, Mr. Spade... I know. You'll be wanting sleep if you've been standing up under a police storm all night. See you later, Cairo. <laughs>
coming on? No, no, not yet. No, I'll have him call you as soon as he gets in, Iva. That's the third time she's called this morning. She sounds frantic. Uh-huh. Your Miss O'Shaughness is in there. What else? Uh, a man called G called up. What did he say? He said when he comes in, will you please tell him that G, who got his message, phoned and will phone again. Thank you, darling. Sam. Oh, somebody has been in my apartment. It's all upside down. Anything taken? I don't think so. I don't know. I was afraid to stay. You must have let that boy follow you. No, Angel. But he was watching your place when we were there. There's no reason to think he's working alone. But we've got to find a new home for you. I won't go back there. I've thought of a way. Wait here a minute. Effie. Uh-huh? How's your woman's intuition today? What? What do you think of Miss O'Shaughnessy? Oh, I'm for her. I think no matter what kind of trouble she's gotten into, she's all right. Are you strong enough for her to give her a lift? How? Could you put her up for a few days? What, you mean at home? Yeah. Her joint's been broken into. It'd be better for her if she wasn't alone. It would help me a lot if you could take her in. Well, is she really in danger, Sam? I think she is. Oh, that would scare mine to a green hemorrhage. I'll have to tell her she's a surprise witness or something you're keeping undercover. You're a darling. I'd better take her out there now. Okay. No. You oughtn't to be seen leaving together. You take a taxi home and I'll send her out another in a little while, making sure she isn't followed. Don't worry. I'll look after the office after you've both gone. Hello? Yeah, this is Spade. I've been waiting to hear from you. Mr. Gutman. No, the sooner the better. 12C, right. Sam! Iva, honey, hello. Oh, Sam, forgive me. Forgive me. Sure, I forgive you. What for? <laughs> I sent those policemen round last night. I was sitting in the car waiting outside your apartment when you went in with that woman. I was mad crazy with jealousy, and I phoned them that if they'd go there, they'd learn something about Miles' murder. Did you tell them who you were? Oh, no, no. But I told them you were having an affair with with Miles' wife. That was a dumb <laughs> trick, but it's done now. You better run along home. I'm sorry. I know you won't forgive me. Uh, there's just one thing. Yes, Sam? Where were you the night Miles was shot? Home. No, I know you weren't. Effie Perrine told you that? I saw her looking at my clothes and snooping around. Where were you? I was following Miles. Jesus. He told me he had a date with a girl. If I wanted to get a divorce, now was my chance. I followed him to the St. Mark's and saw he was shadowing a man and a girl. The one you were with last night. I realized he was just kidding. I went round to your apartment, but you weren't there. What time was that? Around 10.30. And then? I couldn't go home. I didn't want to be there when Miles got back. I went to a movie. There's a place in Powell Street that's open till one. Then I went and had a meal, and then I went home. But Miles wasn't there. It's stupid, but I was mad he wasn't home first. So I took the car out of the garage again and went back to your place. By which time I was looking at Miles' body. Jesus, what a swell lot of merry-go-round driving. Then what? Then I went home again. 
I was just undressing when Effie arrived. Oh, do you believe me? Sure I do. <laughs> now run along. I've got an appointment. Oh, Sam. Beat it. Nice to see you again, Sonny. Thank you, Wilma. You can leave us now. Mr. Spade. How do you do, Mr. Gutman? Uh, sit down. Let me get you a drink. Uh, whiskey? Thanks. We begin well, sir. I distrust a man that says when. If he's got to be careful not to drink too much, it's because he's not to be trusted when he does. Well, sir, here's to... Plain drinking and clear understanding. You're a close-mouthed man? Not at all. I like to talk. Better and better. I distrust a close-mouthed man. He generally picks the wrong time to talk and says the wrong things. Talking something you can't do judiciously unless you keep in practice. We'll get along, sir, that we will. Cigar, sir? Thank you. Now, sir, we'll talk if you like, and I'll let you know right out that I'm a man who likes talking to a man that likes to talk. Swell. Will we talk about the blackbird? Will we? <laughs> we will. You're the man for me, sir, a man cut along my own lines, no beating about the bush, but straight to the point. I like that way of doing business. Let us talk about the blackbird. But first, sir... Answer me a question, please. You're here as Miss O'Shaughnessy's representative? It depends. It depends on what? If I knew what it depends on, I could say yes or no. Maybe it depends on Joel Cairo. Maybe. You could say, then, that the question is which of them you'll represent. You could put it that way. It will be one or the other. I didn't say that. Who else is there? There's me. <laughs> That's wonderful, so wonderful. I do like a man that tells you right out he's looking out for himself. I don't trust a man that says he's not. Let's talk about the black bird. Let's. Mr. Spade, have you any conception of how much money can be made out of that black bird? No. Well, sir, if I told you, by God, if I told you half, you'd call me a liar. No, not even if I thought it. But if you won't take the risk, just tell me what it is and I'll figure out the profits. You mean you don't know what it is? Oh, hell, I know what it's supposed to look like. I know the value you people put on it. I don't know what it is. She didn't tell you? Uh-uh, no. A lovely girl, sir. She must know. And Cairo didn't either? Cairo is cagey. He's willing to buy it, but he won't risk telling me anything I don't know already. How much is he willing to buy it for? $10,000. <laughs> Not even pounds. That's the Greek for you. <laughs> And what did you say to that? I said if I turned it over to him, I'd expect the 10000 Nicely put, sir. Oh, they must know. Do they know what the bird is, sir? What's your impression? There's not much to go by. Cairo didn't say he did, and he didn't say he didn't. She said she didn't, but I took it for granted she was lying. That was not an injudicious thing to do. Maybe they don't. Well, if they don't, I'm the only one in the whole sweet wide world who does. I'm glad I came to the right place. <laughs> By God, sir, your glasses are... 
Ah, sir, this kind of medicine will never hurt you. <laughs> Here's to plain speaking and clear understanding. Ah! <laughs> oh, well, sir, it's surprising, but it may be a fact that nobody in this whole sweet wide world knows what it is, saving and accepting your humble servant, Caspar Gottman Esquire. Swell. And when you've told me, there'll only be two of us. Mathematically correct, sir, but I don't know for certain that I'm going to tell you. Don't be a damned fool. You know what it is, I know where it is. That's why we're here. Well, sir, where is it? You see? I must tell you what I know, but you will not tell me what you know. That is hardly equitable, sir. Uh, no, no, I do not think we can do business along these lines. You think again and you think fast. I told that punk of yours you'd have to talk to me before you got through. I'll tell you now that you'll do your talking today or you are through. What are you wasting my time for, you and your lousy secret? Maybe you could have got along without me if you'd have kept clear of me. You can't now, not in San Francisco. You'll come in or you'll get out, and you'll do it today. And another hey, thing I don't want, you keep that gunsel away from me while you're making up your mind. He makes me nervous. I'll kill him the first time he gets in my way. I won't give him an even break. I won't give him a chance. I'll kill him. Well, sir, I must say you have a most violent temper. Temper? <laughs> you think it over and think like hell. You've got till 5.30 to do it in. Then you're either in or out for keeps. 5.30. Then the curtain. Sam, what happened? What happened where? Miss O'Shaughnessy, why didn't she come? She didn't get there? I waited and waited and she didn't come. I couldn't get you on the phone, so I came back here. Look, did you send her out in a taxi? Of course I did. And you sure she... Someone must have followed Nobody her. Nobody followed her. What do you think I am, a goddamn schoolboy? I'm going out to talk to the taxi drivers. I'll find her if I have to dig up sewers. Stay here till I'm back or you hear from me. Yeah, sure, I remember. I told you to take her to a Ninth Avenue number. Where did you take her? I took her to the ferry building. But I told you Keep to take her... Keep your hair on. When we got to Polk, she rapped on the glass and said she wanted to get a newspaper. So I stopped on the corner and whistled for a newsboy. Which paper did she get? The call. Then we went to Sacramento. And just after we crossed the Van Ness, she knocked on the glass again and said to take her to the ferry building. Anybody waiting for her there? I didn't see them if there was. Did she take the newspaper with her? She tore a sheet out. Do you have the rest? Yeah, I kept it. It's here. Thanks. Get yourself a smoke. Thanks, Mr. Spade. Oh, what's missing? 35 and 36. That's births, marriages... Come on, Spade. Gutman wants you. Well, well. I didn't expect to hear from you till 525. You keep on writing me and you're gonna be picking iron out of your navel. <laughs> the cheaper the crook, the gaudier the pattern. Well, let's go. Keep straight on along the cover this spade. You know the way. You have to keep on poking that thing in my back. Hey, how long you been off the Gooseberry Lake, kid? Now look here, you die. I'll take the gun. And the other one. Come on. This will put you in solid with your boss, kid. 
what's this? He shouldn't let him run around with these. He'll get himself hurt. Gatsha, you're a chap worth knowing. An amazing character. Come in. Come in. Uh, sit down. Give me a hat. You may leave us, Wilma. A drink, sir. Thanks. No, sir, I hope you'll let me apologize. Never mind that. Let's talk about the black bird. Oh, very well, sir. Let's hear. Thanks. What do you know, sir? about the Order of the Hospital of St. John of Jerusalem, later called the Knights of Rhodes and other things. Not much. Only what I remember from history in school. Crusaders or something. Very good. Now, you'll remember that Suleiman the Magnificent chased them out of Rhodes in 1523. No. Oh, well, sir, he did, and they settled in Crete. And they stayed there for seven years until 1530, when they persuaded the Emperor Charles V to give them Malta... Gozo and Tripoli. Yeah? Yes, sir, but with this condition. They were to pay the Emperor each year the tribute of one falcon in acknowledgement that Malta was still under Spain, and if they ever left it, it was to revert to Spain, understand? Yeah. Have you any conception of the extreme, the immeasurable wealth of the Order at that time? If I remember, they were pretty well fixed. Pretty well, sir, is putting it mildly. They were rolling in wealth, sir. You've no idea. None of us has any idea. For years they'd preyed on the Saracens, had taken nobody knows what spoils of gems, precious stones, silks, ivory. Well, now, what could be more natural than for these immeasurably wealthy knights to look around for some way of expressing their gratitude to the Emperor? Well, sir, that is exactly what they did, and they hit on the happy thought of sending Charles... Not an insignificant live bird, but a glorious golden falcon, encrusted from head to foot with the finest jewels in their coffers. Well, sir, what do you think of that? I don't know. Well, those are facts. Historical facts, not school book history, not Mr. Wells's history, but history nevertheless. The bird was sent in a galley commanded by a French knight named Cormier, or Covert, a member of the order. It never reached Spain. You know of Barbarossa, Redbeard, Caeredin? No. A famous admiral of buccaneers, sir. He took the galley and he took the bird. The bird went to Algiers, that's a fact, and there it remained for a hundred years until it was carried away by an English adventurer who was with the buccaneers for a while, Sir Francis Verney. There's nothing said about the bird in Lady Francis Verney's memoirs of the Verney family during the 17th century. I looked. And Verney didn't have it with him when he died in Messina in 1615. He was stony broke. Uh, but, sir, it did go to Sicily. According to Caruti, uh, the author of Storia del Regno di Vittorio Amadeo II, it was one of Victor Amadeus's wedding gifts to his wife. It turned up next in the possession of a Spaniard who had been with the army that took Naples in 1734, and there's nothing to show that it didn't stay in his family, uh, Monino Eredondo until the Carlist Wars, uh, when it turned up in Paris. During the Carlist Troubles, it had been painted or enamelled over to look like nothing more than a fairly interesting black statuette. And in that disguise, sir, it was, you might say, 
kicked around Paris for seventy years by private owners and dealers too stupid to see what was under the skin. A football in the gutters of Paris. <laughs> Until 1911, when a Greek dealer named Karelaos Constantidis found it in an obscure shop. He recognised it for what it was, and it didn't take him long to acquire it. I uh, got wind of it and finally forced most of the history out of him. But for once in his life, he wasn't in a hurry to convert his find into money. But your glass is empty. Thanks. You begin to believe me a little? I haven't said I didn't. Here. Thanks. Well, sir, one year to the very day after he had acquired it, I picked up the Times in London and read that his establishment had been burglarised and he murdered. I was in Paris next day. The bird was gone. Bah! Gad, sir, I was wild. A great quantity of stuff had been stolen. That made me think that the thief had simply taken the bird along with the rest of his plunder, not knowing what it was. Well, sir, it took me 17 years to locate that bird. But I did it. I wanted it. And I'm not a man that's easily discouraged when he wants something. I traced it to the home of a Russian general, one Kamidov, in a Constantinople suburb. He didn't know what it was, but his natural contrariness kept him from selling it to me when I made him an offer. Perhaps in my eagerness I was a little unskillful, though not very. So, I sent some agents to get it. Well, sir, they got it. And I haven't got it. But I'm going to get it. Your glass. <sighs> then the bird doesn't belong to any of you, but to General Kamidov. Well, so you might say it belonged to the King of Spain, but I don't see how you can honestly grant anybody clear title to it, except by right of possession. Then it's Miss O'Shaughnessy's now. No, sir. Except as my agent. There's no doubt she's got it now. Not much. Where? I don't know exactly. But you said you did. I mean, I know where to get it when the time comes. And when is that? When I'm ready. Mr. Spade, where is Miss O'Shaughnessy now? In my hands, safely tucked away. Trust you for that, sir. Well, now, sir, before we sit down to talk prices, answer me this. How soon can you, or how soon are you willing to, produce the falcon? A couple of days. That is satisfactory. But we forget our nourishment. Thanks. Well, sir, here's to a fair bargain and profits large enough for both of us. What's your idea of a fair bargain? I have two proposals to make, sir, and either is fair. I will give you $25,000 when you deliver the falcon to me and another 25000 as soon as I get to New York. Or I will give you one quarter, 25% of what I realise on the falcon. There you are, sir. An almost immediate $50,000 or a vastly greater sum within, say, a couple of months. How much greater? What would you say, sir, to half a million? You think the dingus is worth two million? In your own words, why not? 
That's a hell of a lot of dough. And that's the absolute rock-bottom minimum. The minimum, huh? How much is the maximum? How much is the maximum? The maximum? I refuse to guess. You fix the drink, god damn you. Well, man. Okay, Spade. <sighs> Let's see if you can make it to the door. Get, get out of my way. Bastard. 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 Gently, Wilma. A gentleman never hits a man when he's down. I thought you were a hitman. I saw the light under the door. So, you finally got back. Oh, God, what time is it? Six o'clock. Mm. What are you doing here? Well, you told me to stay till you got back or phoned. <laughs> so you've been here all night. You're the sister of the boy who stood on the burning deck. Your head? What happened? I don't know whether I fell or was slugged. I went visiting, was fed knockout drops, and came to 12 hours later, all spread out on a man's floor. You'll have to get a doctor. You can't walk around with a head like it's that. It's not as bad as it looks, except for the headache. Cold water ought to help. Anything turn up after I left? Yeah, the district attorney's office phoned. He wants to see you. Himself? Mm-hmm, that's the way I understood it. I think he means business, Sam. Oh, and Tom Polehouse rang. Wants to have lunch at the state's half-brow. Anything else? Mm, a boy came with a message from Mr. Gutman. I got it. That's how I got this. Well, then what's it all about? I don't know, sweetheart. He didn't slip me the drops until after I told him. He'd have to wait for a couple of days for what he wanted. Maybe he figured he could get it without my help in that time. Mm. He didn't get any word from the O'Shaughnessy? No, Sam, nothing. Has this got anything to do with her? Something. Look, sweetheart... I'm going back to freshen up, and you better go home and get some sleep. And I'd better drop in on the D.A. Uh, did you buy the call yesterday? No, Sam. Why? Just a thought. I'll call in at their business office. See you later. of yesterday's call, please? Certainly. Thanks. 35. Births, marriages, deaths, weather. Could be anything. Shipping arrivals. 5.17 a.m. Tahiti from Sydney and Papeete. 6.05. Admiral Peoples from Astoria. 8.05. La Paloma from Hong Kong. That's it. It's got to be Bridget and Thursby came from Hong Kong. Is there a phone I can use? Sure, right there. Thanks. Hello, shipping office. Uh, can you tell me where the Paloma is docked? It came from Hong Kong yesterday morning. Uh-huh. It's what? 
Jesus. So that's what all the rabbit's about. Tell me one thing, Tom. Whatever you like. <laughs> How is it that whenever we eat together, we always eat pickled pig's feet? Well, I guess it's because we always come here, Sam. What else would we eat? Dundee send you? You know he didn't, Sam. Ain't you ever gonna grow up? What have you got a beef about? We didn't hurt you. What's the sense of making a grudge of it? Oh. You see the boat on fire in the bay? I saw the smoke. Look. Now, be reasonable, Sam. Dundee was wrong, and he knows it. Now, why don't you let it go at that? Well, you think I ought to go around and tell him I hope my chin didn't hurt his oh, for fist? for Christ's sake, cut it out. Dundee didn't think you shot Miles, but what else would he do except bramble down? You'd have done the same thing in his place, and you know it. Yeah? What made him think I didn't do it? What makes you think I didn't do it, or don't you? Thursby shot Miles. You think he did? He did. The slug in Miles came out of a Webley and a bellboy at Thursby's hotel had seen it in his room that morning. And that leaves Thursby the only one I killed. No. No. For Christ's sake. Ain't you ever going to forget that? I'll tell you one thing, Tom. Mm. I'm glad I'm not that pig's fault. Dundee knows it's out. How does he know? We dug up a record on Thursby. Yeah? Who was he? Oh, you mean to tell me that I wish to God I knew half as much about this business as you smart guys think I do. Oh, I wish we all did. Well, he was a St. Louis gunman the first we hear of him. He was picked up a lot of times back there for this and that, but he belonged to the Egan mob. So nothing much was ever done about any of it. They got him once in New York for knocking over Rose Stuss games, and he did a short hitch in Joliet for pistol-whipping a twist that had given him a needle. Huh? But after that, he took up with Dixie Monaghan and didn't have any trouble getting out whenever he happened to get in. Dixie was almost as big a shot as Nick the Greek in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, this Thursday was Dixie's bodyguard, and he took the run out with him when Dixie got in wrong with the rest of the boys over some gambling debts. Oh, that was oh, a couple of years back. Now, this is the first time Thursby's been seen since. And Dixie? Nobody's seen him. Unless you know something. This is all new stuff to me, Tom. Oh, I guess it is. Where did you pick up all this news about Thursby? Some of it's on the records, the rest, well, well, we get it here and there. From Cairo, for instance. Not a word of it. You poisoned that guy for us. <laughs> you mean a couple of high-class sleuths like you and Dundee worked on that lily of the valley all night and you couldn't crack him? What do you mean, all night? We worked on him for less than a couple of hours. We saw we weren't getting nowhere and we let him go. Is that so? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll get the check. I got a date with the DA this afternoon. Huh? He sent for you? Yeah. You won't be doing me any favor by telling him I've talked to you about this. Well, Mr. Spade, I uh, <laughs> hear that you and the police haven't been hitting it off too well lately. Nothing serious. Dundee gets too enthusiastic. Mm. Now, if you'd prefer not having the stenographer here, we can dismiss him. Uh, he's here simply as a matter of convenience. I don't mind him a damn bit. I'm willing to have everything I say put down, and I'm willing to sign it. But... I don't intend asking you to sign anything. Now, I wish you wouldn't regard this as a formal inquiry at all. And uh, please, please don't think I've any belief in those theories the police seem to have formed. I'm glad of that. So, uh, <clears throat> who killed Thursby? I don't know. Well, 
Perhaps you don't know, but you could certainly make an excellent guess. Maybe, but I wouldn't. Not even in an informal talk. Well, why shouldn't you, if you've got nothing to conceal? Everybody has something to conceal. And, and you have? My guess is, for one thing. What's your theory? Well, you tell me the name of the client Archer was shadowing Thursby for, and I'll mighty soon know who killed Thursby. I don't exactly get that. You don't? Well, then suppose I put it this way. Uh, where is Dixie Monahan? Putting it that way doesn't help much. Who in the hell is Dixie Monahan? Look, we know Thursby was Monahan's bodyguard. He was with him when Monahan vanished from Chicago, leaving something like two hundred thousand dollars worth of bets that he'd welched on. And we all know what's likely to happen to a gambler who welches and to his bodyguard when his creditors find them. <laughs> it's happened before. Well, what do you think? Did I kill him for his creditors, or just find him for them to do their own killing? No, no, no. no. You misunderstand me. I hope I do. No, I only mean that, uh, well, you might have been involved in it without knowing what it was. Oh, I see. You don't think I'm naughty, you just think I'm dumb. You're wrong. Nobody ever hired me to do anything about Dixie Monahan. But by your own admission, somebody did hire you to do something about his bodyguard, Thursby. His ex-bodyguard. You mean he was no longer associated with Monahan? You... You know that positively? I don't know anything positively except that my client wasn't interested in Monaghan, has never been interested in Monaghan. And that opens another angle. Monaghan's friends could have knocked Thursby off for ditching Monaghan. Dead gamblers don't have any friends. Ah, it narrows down to three things. Number one, Thursby was killed by the gamblers Monaghan had welched on in Chicago. Number two, he was killed by friends of Monaghan. Or number three, he sold Monaghan out to his enemies and then fell out with them and they killed him. Or number four, he died of old age. You're not serious, are you? In one of those three categories lies the solution and you can give us the information that will enable us to determine the category. You wouldn't want the kind of information I could give you, Brian. You couldn't use it. It'd poop the gambler's revenge scenario for you. You're not the judge of that. Right or wrong, I am nonetheless the... District Attorney. I thought this was an informal talk. I am a sworn officer of the law 24 hours a day, Spade, and neither formality nor informality justifies your withholding from me evidence of crime. Except, of course, on certain constitutional grounds. You mean if it might incriminate me? Well, I got better grounds than that, or grounds that suit me better. My clients are entitled to a decent amount of secrecy. Maybe I can be made to talk to a grand jury or even a coroner's jury, but I haven't been called before either yet, and it's a cinch I'm not going to advertise my client's business until I have to. Then again, you and the police have both accused me of being mixed up in the other night's murders. I've had trouble with both of you before. As far as I can see, my best chance of clearing myself of the trouble you're trying to make for me is by bringing in the murderers all tied up. And my only chance of ever catching them and tying them up and bringing them in is by keeping away from you and the police because neither of you show any signs of knowing what the hell this is all about. You getting this down all right, son, or am I going too fast for you? Oh, no, sir. I'm getting it all right. Good work. Now, Brian, if you want to go down to the board and tell them that I'm obstructing justice and ask them to revoke my license, hop to it. You've tried it before and you didn't get anything but a good laugh all around. Now, look here, Spade. And I don't want any more of these informal talks. I've got nothing to tell you or the police, and I'm goddamn tired of being called names by every crackpot on the city payroll. If you want to see me, pinch me, or subpoena me, or something, and I'll come down with my lawyer. I'll see you at the inquest, maybe.
How'd it go? How'd it what go? The district attorney. Well, we didn't kiss when we parted. He got snotty, but so did I. He means trouble. Have you found out where Miss O'Shaughnessy is, Sam? I know where she went. Where? She went down to a boat in the harbor, the Paloma. She went there? But but that was the boat that caught fire. They, they had to tow it out from the pier. Was she... She's a... all right. At least she left the boat before the fire started. What happened? She went straight there after leaving the cab at the ferry building. But she had to hang around till early evening because the captain, a guy named Jacoby, wasn't around. When he came back, she ate with him in his cabin. After the meal, there were three more visitors, Gutman, Cairo, and the kid who delivered Gutman's message to you yesterday. And it's hard to get anything out of the crew, but they had a row. And somewhere around 11 o'clock, a gun went off in the captain's cabin. The captain told the watchman that everything was all right. Shortly after midnight, the captain and the four of them left the boat. The captain hasn't been back since. Well, what caused the fire? I don't know. It was discovered in the hold late this morning. The chances are... What the hell? Spade! Spade! I'm Spade. You... You know... Bridget... Oshana, see. Ah! Lock the door. Is, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he shot through the chest maybe a dozen times. Oh, oughtn't we to go? It's too late for a doctor now. I gotta think before we do anything. Let's have a look at the bundle he was carrying. It's heavy enough. Is that what they were looking for? We'll soon know. Great black bird. <laughs> we got the damn thing, Angel. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Hello. Sam. Sam. Yes. Who? Oh, yes, yes. Hold the line. Hello. 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 It was Miss O'Shaughnessy. She's in danger. Her voice was. Oh, it was awful, Sam. Uh, 26 Anko, she said. A Burlingame. Where the hell is that? Oh, you've got to help her, I've Sam. I've got to take care of this fellow first. No, you've got to go to her. Don't you see? He was helping her, so they killed him, and now she's... You've got to go. All right. As soon as I go, phone the police. Right. Tell it as it happened. But forget he had a bundle. And you don't know anything about anyone else having any connection with this fellow. Yes, Sam. Do you know who he is? I guess he was Captain Jacoby, master of the Paloma. What are you going to do with the bird? Leave it where nobody can get hold of it. But you'd better not know where it is. You're a damned good man, sister. Know where Anko Avenue or Road or Boulevard is in Burlingame? Nope. But if she's there, we can find her. Let's do that. Hop in, Mr. Spade. We must be pretty near it now. Third or fourth house on the other side. Okay, drop me here. And keep the engine running. We may have to leave in a hurry. Twenty-six. For sale or rent. Key at thirty-one. Good evening. Good evening. 
Uh, I'd like to get the key to 26. Juicy is none. You can't see anything. I got a flashlight. Detective. We got a tip. There might be something hidden there. Nobody's been to me for the key for a couple of months. I'll get it for you. Nothing? Not a thing. A plant? Something like that. Where to now, Mr. Spade? Home. I've had enough. Your partner got knocked off, didn't he? Uh-huh. She's a tough racket. You can have it for mine. Well, hack drivers don't live forever. <laughs> Maybe that's right. But just the same, it'll always be a surprise to me if I don't. Let's get inside. You've been waiting for me? Oh, yes. In a doorway up the street. Can you make it to the elevator or shall I carry you? I'll be all right. When I can get where I can sit down. Just hold on. <gasps> Sam! I wouldn't try to run for it if I were you. Wilma has you covered. So have I, Mr. Spade. Well, sir, as you can see, we're all here. Why don't we sit down and be comfortable and talk? Sure. We'll talk. Just a minute, Spade. Get away. You're not going to frisk me. Stand still Put and shut up. Put your paw on me and I'm going to make you use the gun. Ask your boss if he wants me shot before we talk. Never mind, Wilma. You're certainly a most headstrong individual, my dear sir. Let's be seated. I told you I didn't like that punk. Sit by me, sweetheart. Well, sir... Let's get down to business. Let's do that. How soon are you ready to make the first payment and take the falcon off my hands? What's the rest of that? Here. $10,000. We were talking about more money than this. Uh, yes, sir, we were. But this is genuine coin of the realm, and there are more of us to be taken care of now. In short, sir, the situation has changed. Sure. You and Cairo are together now. But I've got the falcon. I shouldn't think it would be necessary to remind you, Mr. Spate, that though you may have the falcon, we certainly have you. I'm trying not to let that worry me. We'll come back to the money later. There's one other thing I want to have taken care of. We've got to have a fall guy. I don't think I understand you, sir. The police have got to have a victim. Somebody they can stick for those three murders. Uh, two. Only two murders, Mr. Spate. Thursby undoubtedly killed your partner. All right, two. What difference does it make? The point is, we've got to toss the police a victim, somebody they can hang the works on. Well, sir, that may be the way you've worked in the past. And it's the way I intend to go on. The first time I can't march into headquarters, pushing a victim in front of me, saying, here you are, you chumps, here's your criminal, my name's Mud. But this just happens to be a case where your system, and it's got a lot to recommend it, sir, just isn't possible. And I don't mind telling you that I think you're being very well paid for making an exception. You'll manage it. You're not a man that's afraid of a little bit of trouble. I know what I'm talking about. This is my city and my game. I could manage to land on my feet, sure, this time, but the next time I tried to put over a fast one, they'd stop me so fast I'd swallow my teeth. You birds will be in New York or Constantinople or someplace. I'm in business here. But surely you... Listen, Gutman, we've absolutely got to give them a victim. There's no way out of it. 
Let's give them the punk. He actually did shoot both of them, Thursby and Jacoby, didn't he? Let's pin the necessary evidence on him and turn him over to them. No, 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 no. Yes, no. sir, you're a character, that you are. Yes, sir, there's never any telling what you'll do or say next, except that it's bound to be something astonishing. There's nothing funny about it. It's our best bet. With him in their hands, the police... But, my dear man, can't you see? I feel towards Wilmer just as exactly as if he were my own son. I really do. But if I even for a moment thought of doing what you propose, what in the world would keep Wilmer from telling the police every last detail about the Falcon and all of us? Well, if we had to, we could have him killed resisting arrest. What the... But we won't have to go that far. Let him talk his head off. I promise you nobody will do anything about it. It's easy to fix. How? <laughs> what do you think of this, Wilma? It's funny, eh? Speed, you bastard! You get up on your feet and go for your heater. I've taken all the riding I'm going to take. Now get up and shoot it out if you've got the guts. No, no, Wilma, we God can't have any bastard. of that. You shouldn't let yourself attach so much importance to these things. Well, you can play off me, then. I'm going to fog them if the king shut up and there won't be anything that'll stop me from doing no, it. No, no, Wilma. Your plan is uh, not at all practical. Let's not say anything more about it. Let's get this straight. Am I wasting my time talking to you? I thought this was your show. Should I do my talking to the punk? I know how to do that. No, sir, you're quite right in dealing with me. All right. I got another suggestion. It's not as good as the first, but it's better than nothing. You want to hear it? Most assuredly. Give them Cairo. Oh, do what? Give the police Cairo. Well, but Suppose we give them you, Mr. Spade, or Miss O'Shaughnessy. How about that if you're so set on giving them somebody? You people want the Falcon. I've got it. A fall guy is part of the price I'm asking. As for Miss O'Shaughnessy, if you think she can be rigged for the part, I'm perfectly willing to discuss it with you. <laughs> but you are a character. Just a minute, Mr. Goodman. What is it, Joe? What if we actually manage to give them Lena? Two to one, they're selling you out, kid. Hey, Gutman, I hope you're not letting yourself be influenced by the guns these pocket edition desperados are carrying. I practice taking them away from both of them so there'll be no trouble there. The punk... All right, no, no. Give me the gun, Wilma. Get your hands off. Now grab his other arm, Kyra. Oh, oh, no, 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 Wilma. Stop this, dude. No, please, don't do that, Wilma, don't. Stand aside. You hurt him. You big coward! Jesus, you're a pip. Let's look at the punk. Nothing cracked. We'll spread him on the sofa. Give me a hand, Bridget. Okay. There's your fall guy. Now, you'll either say yes right now, or I'll turn the falcon and the whole goddamn lot of you in. I don't like that, sir. So you don't like it? Well, you can have him. Oh, please don't do this thing, Mr. Gutmann. You must realize that... I don't like it either, but we can't help ourselves now. What are you doing, Cairo, in or out? Have I... Can I choose? You can, but you ought to know that if the answer is out, we'll give you to the police with your boyfriend. Oh, come, Mr. Spade. Well, which? You give me no choice. I come in. Good. Then we can all sit down. It's two o'clock. I can't get the Falcon till daylight. We've got plenty of time to arrange everything. I think it would be best for all concerned if we did not get out of each other's sight until our business has been transacted. You have the envelope. I think Miss O'Shaughnessy has it. Uh, yes, I have it. 
I picked it up while you were all fighting. It's all right. Hang on to it. We won't have to lose sight of each other. I can have the falcon brought here. That will be excellent. <laughs> then, sir, in exchange for the $10,000 in Wilma, you will give us the falcon and an hour or two of grace, so we won't be in the city when you surrender him to the authorities. I can hold him here all day if you want. Let's get the details fixed. Why did he shoot Thursby? And why and where and how did he shoot Jacoby? Now, come, sir, you can't expect that. I do expect it. A fall guy is what I asked for, and he's not a fall guy unless he's a cinch to take the fall. You are an uncommonly difficult person to get the best of. I begin to think we made a mistake in not letting you alone from the very first. By God, I do. You sir. haven't done so bad. You're staying out of jail and you're getting the falcon. Why did he kill Thursby? Thursby was a notorious killer and Miss O'Shaughnessy's ally. His removal might make us stop and think that perhaps it would be best to patch up our differences with us after all. You didn't think he might have the Falcon? We had the advantage of knowing Miss O'Shaughnessy far too well for that, though we didn't know then that she had given the Falcon to Captain Jacoby in Hong Kong to be brought over in La Paloma uh, while they took a faster boat. You didn't try to make a deal with him before you gave him the work? We certainly did. Wilma brought him over to see me, uh, presumably after he had killed your partner. Uh, but we could do nothing with him. He was quite determinedly loyal to Miss O'Shaughnessy. Well, sir, Wilma followed him back to his hotel and did what he did. That sounds all right. Now, Jacoby. Captain Jacoby's death was entirely Miss O'Shaughnessy's fault. That's a lie! Tell me what happened. Well, Cairo, as you know, got in touch with me after his encounter with Miss O'Shaughnessy and yourself. He'd seen the notice of the arrival of La Paloma, and being a man of nice judgment, he guessed just what had happened, that Miss O'Shaughnessy had given the bird to Jacoby to bring here for her. Uh, Jacoby did not know what it was, of course. Uh, Mr Cairo and Wilmer and I called on Jacoby and were fortunate enough to arrive while Miss O'Shaughnessy was there. In many ways, it was a difficult conference, but by midnight we had persuaded Miss O'Shaughnessy to come to terms, or so we thought. We set off for my hotel, where I was to pay Miss O'Shaughnessy and receive the bird, but en route, she and Captain Jacoby and the bird slipped through our fingers. How did the boat catch fire? That, sir, is something of a mystery. Wilmer had been trying to find the falcon while we were talking in the cabin. No doubt he was careless with matches. Something was left smouldering. All right. And, uh... Now about the shooting. Well, eventually, sir, we located Miss O'Shaughnessy's apartment. Uh, they were talking together. But Jacoby got wind of us and left with the falcon by the fire escape where he ran into Wilmer. He shot Jacoby more than once, but Jacoby was too tough to either fall or drop the falcon. He knocked Wilmer down and ran on. <laughs> so much for Wilmer. Go on. We uh, persuaded, that is the word, sir, uh, Miss O'Shaughnessy to tell us that she had told Jacoby to take the bird to you. It seemed unlikely that he'd live to go that far, and so we, well, uh, persuaded Miss O'Shaughnessy to phone your office in an attempt to draw you away before Jacoby got there. Unfortunately, it had taken so long to persuade Miss O'Shaughnessy to cooperate with us uh, that you had the falcon before we could contact you. Oh, he's coming round. Wilma, my dear. It's you. Yeah. Now listen, kid. If you come over here and start cutting up, I'm going to kick your face in. Well, Wilma, I'm sorry indeed to lose you. I couldn't be fonder of you if you were my own son. But, well, if you lose a son, it's possible to get another. 
but there's only one Maltese Falcon. <laughs> when you're young, you simply don't understand things. Bridget, I think it would be swell if you can see what you can find us to eat in the kitchen with plenty of coffee. Will you do that? I don't like to leave my guests. I'd be glad to. Uh, just a moment, my dear. Hadn't you better leave the envelope in here? You don't want to get grease spots on it. Sam? It's still his. Here, sit on it, if you're afraid of losing it. Oh, you misunderstand me. It's just that business should be transacted in a business-like manner. <laughs> For instance, there are only nine bills here now. What? There were ten when I handed it to you. Well, Bridget? What do you mean? Miss O'Shaughnessy and I are going in the bathroom. And remember, I've got the guns. The door will be opened, and unless you want a three-story drop, there's no way out of here except past the bathroom door. Don't try to make it. Oh, you must know, so if not the least desire to leave. I'll know a lot when I'm through. It won't take long. Come on. I did not take that bill, Sam. I don't think you did, but I've got to know. Take your clothes off. You won't take my word for it? No, take your clothes off. <laughs> I won't. All right, we'll go back to the other room and I'll have them taken off. You would? I will. I'm not going to be held up by anybody's maiden modesty. It isn't that. I'm not ashamed to be naked before you, but... Can't you see? I'm not like this. I've got to know what happened to that bill. Take them off. <sighs> Very well. Can't you see that you're killing something? Keep going. You shouldn't make me do this, Sam. I've got to know. Well? Nothing. Thanks. Now I know. Get dressed. Find it? No, I didn't find it. You palmed it. <laughs> I popped it, sir. You want to admit it? Or do you want to stand for a frisk? There's no third way. But, yet, sir, I believe you'd actually search me. I really do. You're a character, sir, if you don't mind my saying so. You palmed it. Hey, yes, sir, that I did here. I must have my little joke every now and then, and I was curious to know what you'd do in a situation of that sort. I must say that you passed the test with flying colours, sir. It never occurred to me that you'd hit on such a simple way of getting at the truth. That's the kind of thing I'd expect from someone the punk's age. Look, Spade, Uncle. Uh, gently now, don't let him rile you. You shut your face. But Wilma, I'm your friend. You keep away! The course of true love. How's the food coming along, Miss O'Shaughnessy? I'll see to it now. Let's talk about money. Willingly, sir, with all my heart. But I might as well tell you that 10,000 is every cent I can raise. I ought to have 20. I wish you could. I'd give it gladly if I could. Of course, sir, you understand this is simply the first payment. Later... 15. Mr. Spade, I tell you on my honour as a gentleman. That's not any too good, but if it's the best you can do, give it to me. Very well. And now we wait for our supper and for the dawn. Have you anything I can read, sir? How about the history of Alcatraz? It's good for a laugh. 
Is it time? Can you get it now? Seven o'clock. I guess it's time. Hello, Angel. I'm sorry to get you up. Here's the plot. In our Holland box at the post office, you'll find an envelope addressed in my scribble. There's a Pickwick stage parcel room check in it for that little bundle we got yesterday. Will you get the bundle and bring it to me at my place, PDQ? Yeah, that's the girl. You enjoying the book? Heady stuff, sir. Heady stuff. You got time for another chapter? That's her. You don't mind if I go with you? <laughs> you scared I'll run off with your precious bird? Just a precaution. Oh, here's a parcel. Thanks a lot, lady. I'm sorry to spoil your day of rest. It's not the first one you've spoiled. Anything else? No, thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, here we go. Not the punk, he stays on the sofa. Go ahead, Gutman, it's all yours. After 17 years, to actually hold it in my hands. Shouldn't we make sure? What do you mean? That it's the real thing. Perhaps you're right. If I scrape a little of the enamel off with the knife... Eh? Hmm? Lead! <gasps> it's a fake! Oh. Just a minute. Let go of me! Oh, Bridget, you've had your little joke. No, Sam, no! That is the one I got from Kemadov, I swear! That's it! It was the Russian! I should have known he'd make fools of us! Oh, you bungled it! You fat fool! You and your stupid attempt to buy it from him! You let him know it was valuable, and he found out how valuable and made this, this, this fake! Oh, no wonder we had so little trouble stealing it! You imbecile! You bloated idiot! Oh, come, sir. There's no need to go on like that. Everybody errs at times, and you may be sure that it is every bit as severe a blow to me as to anybody else. It's the Russian's hand, there's no doubt of it. Well, sir, what do you suggest? Shall we stand here and shed tears and call each other names, or shall we go to Constantinople? Constantinople? For 17 years, I've wanted that little item. If I must spend another year on the quest, well, sir, that will be an additional expenditure in time of only uh, five and fifteen seventeenths percent. I go with you. I go with you to Constantinople. Just a minute. Where's the punk? Oh. Oh. You must have skipped while you were shouting. Got clean away. There goes your fall guy, sir. Well, sir, 
I must say you're a fine lot of thieves. Uh, we've little enough to boast about, and that's a fact, sir. But, well, we're none of us dead yet. And there's not a bit of use thinking the world's come to an end just because we've run into a little setback. <laughs> I'll have to ask you for that envelope, Mr Spade. I held up my end. You got your dingus. It's your hard luck, not mine, that it wasn't what you wanted. Come now, sir, we've all failed, and there's no reason for expecting any one of us to bear the brunt of it. I hate to have to threaten violence. But I must ask you, sir, to return my $10,000. What a dinky little pistol. Okay. I'll keep one bill. That'll take care of my time and expenses. Very well, sir. Very well. And now we'll take our leave of you. Unless you care to undertake the Constantinople expedition with us, you don't. Well, sir, frankly, I'd like to have you along. You're a man to my liking. I'm sure you'll somehow manage the police without Wilmer. I'll make out all right. Well, sir, the shortest farewells are the best. Adieu. And to you, Miss O'Shaughnessy, adieu. I leave you the rara avis on the table as a little memento. Come, Cairo. Goodbye, Mr. Spade. Is that Tom Polhouse? Tom, it's Sam. I got something for you. Don't talk, just listen. Thursby and Jacoby were shot by a kid named Wilmer Cook, around 20 years old, five foot five, fair hair, blue eyes. He's working for a man named Casper Gutman, a great fat guy dressed like an Englishman at the races. That fellow Cairo you met is with him too. Gutman's staying at the Alexandria, Suite 12C. They just left here and they're blowing town, so you'll have to move fast. But I don't think they're expecting a pinch. Watch out for the kid. He's dangerous. And one more thing. I think I got the guns he used. That's right. Now step on it. But aren't they going to talk? Sure, they'll talk. We're sitting on dynamite. We only got minutes to get set for the police. Now give me all of it fast. Gutman sent you and Cairo to Constantinople. God damn you, talk. Yes. He sent me. I met Joe Cairo there and asked him to help me get the bird from Kemadov. For Gutman? No, not then. We thought we could get it for ourselves. All right, then? I was afraid that Joe wouldn't play fair. I got Floyd Thursby to help me. And he did. Well? Well, we got it and went to Hong Kong. With Cairo? We left him in jail in Constantinople. Something about a check. Something you fixed? Um, Yes. So you and Thursby are in Hong Kong with the bird. Yes, and I didn't know whether I could trust Floyd. I met Captain Jacoby, and I asked him to bring the bird back with him. He didn't know what it was. And you and Thursby caught a faster boat. Then what? Then I was afraid of Gutman. I knew he'd find out what we'd done. I thought he might find me or find Floyd and buy him over. That's why I came to you and asked you to That's help. a lie. You had Thursby hooked and you knew it. He was a sucker for women. You wanted to get him out of the way before Jacoby came with the loot. What was the scheme? I... 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 
I knew he'd left the States after some trouble or other. I don't know what it was. I thought if he saw a detective watching him, he'd think it was on account of the old trouble and would be panicked into going away. I I didn't think you that he... You told him that he was being shadowed. Miles didn't have many brains, but he wasn't clumsy enough to be spotted on the first night. Yes. I... I told him. When we went for a walk that night, I pointed Archer out to Floyd. Sam... Sam, you must believe me. I wouldn't have done it if I had thought Floyd would kill him. I just wanted to frighten him. I didn't think for a minute he'd shoot him. If you thought he wouldn't, you were right, Angel. What do you mean? Thursby didn't shoot him. But... but he must have. Miles didn't have many brains, but Christ, he'd worked too many to be caught up a blind alley with his gun tucked away on his hip and his overcoat buttoned. Thursby couldn't have tricked Miles into the alley like that. But there was someone who could. Sam? He'd have gone up there with you, sweetheart. He was just dumb enough for that. He'd have looked you up and down and licked his lips and gone grinning from ear to ear. And then you could have stood as close to him in the dark as you like and put a hole through him with the gun you got from Thursby that evening. Don't. Don't talk to me like that, Sam. You know I couldn't do a terrible thing like that. Stop it! This isn't the spot for the schoolgirl act. The pair of us are sitting under the gallows. Now talk! Why did you shoot him? I didn't mean to. I didn't really. But when I saw Floyd couldn't be frightened, I saw... That's a lie. You asked Miles and me to handle it ourselves. You wanted to be sure the shadower was someone you knew and who knew you, so they'd go with you. Yes. It... It was a lie. I... I can't look at you and say this, Sam. I knew Floyd wouldn't be easily frightened, but I thought that if he knew somebody was shadowing him, either he'd... I... Oh, I... I... I can't say it, Sam. You thought Floyd would tackle him and one or the other would go down. If Thursby was the one, then you'd be rid of him, that it? Something like it. And when you found that Thursby didn't mean to tackle him, you borrowed the gun and did it yourself, right? Yes, but not exactly. And you thought Floyd would be nailed for the killing. I, I thought they'd hold him at least until after Captain Jacoby had arrived with the Falcon and then... And you didn't know that until you heard that Thursby had been shot. Then you knew you needed another protector. So you came back to me, right? Yes, but... Oh, sweetheart, it wasn't only that. I would have come back to you sooner or later. From the first instant I saw you, I well, knew you were... Well, if you get you a good were... break, you'll be out of San Quentin in 20 years. And you can come back to me then. What do you mean? I hope to Christ they don't hang you, precious, by that sweet neck. You're not going I'm going to send you over, sweetheart. One of us has to take it. After the talking, all those birds will do. They'd hang me, sure. You're likely to get a better break. If they do hang you, I'll always remember you. But, but Sam, you can't. Not after what we've been to one another... You can't. Like hell I can't. You knocked off Miles, you double-crossed Gutman, Cairo, Thursby. But you know, Sam, down in your heart, that I love you, Sam. I don't care who loves who. You've never played square with me for half an hour to stretch since I've known you. You killed Miles and you're going over for it. I can't help you now and I wouldn't if I could. Don't help me then, but don't hurt me. Let me, let me go away now. No. I'm sunk if I haven't got you to hand over to the police when they come. You won't do that for me? I won't play the sap for you. Why must you do this to me, Sam? Surely Archer wasn't as much Miles to you as I Miles was a son I... of a bitch. 
But when a man's partner is killed, you're supposed to do something about it. It doesn't make any difference what you thought of him. He was your partner, and you're supposed to do something about it. Then, as it happens, we were in the detective business. And when one of your organization gets killed, it's bad business to let the killer get away with it. Also, I'm a detective, and expecting me to run criminals down and then let them go is like asking a dog to catch a rabbit and then let it go. You're not serious. You don't expect me to believe these things are sufficient reason for sending me to the gallows. Wait until I'm through, and then you can talk. No matter what I wanted to do, I couldn't let you go without being dragged to the gallows with the others. Next, I have no reason in God's world to think I could trust you. You've got something on me that you could use whenever you wanted to. And since I've got something on you, I couldn't be sure you wouldn't decide to put a hole in me someday. And what have we got on the other side? All we've got is the fact that maybe you love me, and maybe I love you. You know whether you do or not. Suppose I do, what then? Maybe next month I won't. If I send you over, I'll be sorry as hell. I'll have some rotten nights, but that'll pass. Listen, if that doesn't mean anything to you, forget it. We'll make it this. I won't because all of me wants to. Wants to say to hell with the consequences and do it. And because, goddamn you, you've counted on that with me the same as you counted on that with the others. Look at me, Sam, and tell me the truth. Would you have done this to me if the falcon had been real? And you had been paid your money? Well, a lot of money would have at least been one more item on the other side of the scales. If you loved me, you'd need nothing more on that side. I won't play the sap for you. Kiss me, Sam. This is it, sweetheart. Hello, Tom. Dundee. Hi. You get them? Got them. Swell. Here's another for you. She killed Miles. And I got some exhibits. The boys' guns, the black statuette that all the hell was about, and a thousand-dollar bill that I was supposed to be bribed with. What the hell's the matter with your little playmate, Tom? He looks heartbroken. I bet when he heard Gutman's story, he thought he had me at last. We got the story from Cairo. Gutman's dead. The kid had just finished shooting him when we got there. It looks like you're in the clear, Spade. Come on, lady. Let's go. Goodbye, Sam. Goodbye, Angel. Morning, sweetheart. Morning, Sam. I was uh, reading in the paper. It's what they say, right? Yes, ma'am. So much for your woman's intuition. And it was you that sent her over? You did that to her, Sam? That's right. She did kill Miles, sweetheart. Offhand, like that. Oh, come on, Angel. Don't touch me, Sam, please. I know you're right. You're right, but just don't touch me now, please. Look, Angel, I... That sounds like a customer. I'll see you. Uh, Ivor is here. Uh Uh-huh. What shall I do? Send her in, darling. Send her in. 
The Maltese Falcon by Dashiell Hammett, dramatised by Michael Bakewell. Sam Spade was played by Tom Wilkinson. Bridget O'Shaughnessy, Jane Lapatere. Mr Gutman, Peter Vaughan. Joel Cairo, Nicholas Grace. Wilma, Peter Raker. Effie, Mia Soteriu. Miles Archer, William Hope. Ivor, Liza Ross. Tom Polhouse, Norman Jones. Lieutenant Dundee, Harry Taub. District Attorney Brian, Don Fellows. With Keith Edwards, Robin Summers and Arnold Diamond. Technical presentation by David Greenwood, David Chilton and Anthony Cherry. The play was directed by Jane Morgan.